Hey, well, uh, what we would love to do um, right now is something that's a little bit different. Kat, you go ahead and come on up. And Steph, uh, it's a little bit different. We've been feeling the conviction and the burden recently to give a little bit more space for us to hear about what God is doing in the lives of folks in our community and what God is doing to make us and characterize us as a people of love. And so um, this morning you get to hear from uh, Kat in the ministry that God's brought her into and uh, Steph, and they're just going to kind of talk up here and we'll get to get a little bit of insight into some practical outworkings, even within the life of our church, towards what it looks like to love our neighbor really, really well. So just give them a hand uh, as we hear from them. Hey guys, um, so yeah, Kat has just been a really sweet friend of mine, and um, I've been able to hear her story over the past couple months as I've gotten to know her, and um, she's been just a really big encouragement to me about what it looks like to love fervently and to love just the people around her, her neighbors, um, particularly at her um, her place of work, which, um, you know, is just really our heart as a church, um, is to send you guys out to your places that you work, your places of influence, and be missionaries. When we send you out, you guys hear us say that we um, commission you to go and be sent, that you don't just leave, but that you leave with intentionality and purpose. And um, Kat is just someone that I feel like really embodies that in a really sweet way. Um, So I just wanted you guys to hear her story today, and um, hopefully you guys feel empowered and um, equipped to be able to do the same thing in your workplace. But um, for people that maybe you guys don't know Kat, can you just um, introduce yourself really briefly? My name is Kat. Um, I grew up in Denver, uh, became a Christian. I was um, a kid, but really learned what um, having a relationship with God looked like more in high school and, and mostly in college. Um, and I teach at a dual language school in Denver Public Schools. And you are in the, um, which city group are you in? I'm in Teresa and Eric Barley city group, so Curtis Park. Yeah. Um, and how long have you been coming to Summit? Almost two years. Cool. Um, so one reason why I love Kat's story is um, she's a missionary to her workplace now, but it actually started, that passion kind of started um, not in America. Can you share um, a little bit about that? Um, yeah. Um, when I was 17, I went to Peru to the Amazon jungle um, with 32 other people I never met before. Um, and it was, it, I mean, as you can, I'm setting it up because it was hard. <laughs> um, but I think the only, the one time, the whole time I just felt out of my element and like I didn't know what was going on and the one time that I really felt like um, I was making a connection with the people um, and just showing them their value but also getting, learning what my value was from them was when I was playing soccer with the girls um, in a little village in the Amazon. Um, so that, that made me feel like my calling was to work with kids in Latin America. Um, so I went to college with a major in... Spanish and a minor in coaching so I could play soccer with girls in Latin America. (laughs) Um, And over the course of college, uh, actually teaching ended up being teased out um, as something that I really didn't want to do, but um, that God sort of showed me that he wanted me to do and that I was actually kind of good at. Um, So I went to Mexico right after I graduated college and spent um, a year there teaching first grade. so now you teach at a dual language school, uh, dual language school. Sorry, um, how does how did that time in Mexico transition to um, God kind of asking you to teach at this school? Um, the time that I spent in Mexico is just a time of people from Mexico in Mexico, like coming alongside me and teaching me what their culture was like, but also um, welcoming me as family, even though I didn't look anything like them and I didn't 
um, I didn't talk like them. I didn't have a background like them. And it, that experience was just so special to me to feel like I belonged somewhere that, I mean, obviously I didn't, um, was just very, very powerful. And so when I came back to the States, that was an experience that, that had just shaped me. I tell people I'm part Mexican now. Um, and they usually laugh. Um, but, <laughs> but when I came back to the school system, I felt like it was time to come back to the States after that year. And I felt like the two things that I had really gotten from Mexico was, number one, to love kids um, as they were just as creations of God and regardless of their, their reading scores, regardless of their skin color, regardless of their socioeconomic status, but also to use what I learned in Mexico and feeling like I was part Mexican to, to come into the school system and make those kids feel super comfortable. Um, so I think a lot of people can resonate. So being in a school, obviously, it's not really legal for her to share the gospel. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you guys kind of feel like, um, you know, I don't know how to share the gospel in my workplace. Um, or maybe you're a teacher in another place where it's not really um, allowed to do that. So can you kind of share, um, you know, what has that look to be a missionary in a place where it's not really allowed to share the gospel? Um, and maybe how you've seen the gospel transform people at your job? Um, yeah, I think... The biggest, the biggest piece of that for me, well, I guess there are two big pieces, um, are just being in community at the school I work at and also relationships. Um, I think for me, after, after living in Mexico and being so welcomed, then to come into a school where a lot of people are from Mexico or other Latin American countries and to just be able to enter into that community and live alongside them and look them in the eye and tell them jokes in Spanish or jokes that they don't laugh at in Spanish. Um, <laughs> Just to live life alongside them, I think, is just, to me, that's, that's the base of what I get to do, and it's the base of, of showing people their value and who they are in Christ. Um, and then the other one that goes a little deeper in the classroom is um, just relationships. Um, it's taken me a while to learn that the way I help kids grow is to get to know them and know how they tick and know how they, um, what they need, and to see who, not who they are, but who they're going to become. Um, and... And I think, I mean, you asked about some kids that I feel like um, I've seen some transformation in, and, and they're the kids, hands down, that, like, I form a relationship with, and I get on their level, and I learn what they like, and I learn what they're trying to to portray to me in the classroom, or that I say, like, hey, I see you doing exactly what I knew you were going to do, because that's, that's who you are, kind of, and, and as I say that more to them, I get to see them flourish into that, and but that all starts with just getting to know them and, and not, like trying to control them or um, make sure they know all their ABCs, but just getting to know them. And the last thing is prayer. I think it's, for me, it's really helpful to, to come into my workplace and know that when I'm looking people in the eye and telling them bad jokes in Spanish, that that's not really going to do anything, but that Jesus in me is going to do something. And so even though I can't say the gospel, like I try and keep in my mind, you know, God, I hope they see you in this. I hope they see their value in this. I hope they see your love in this for the for the adults and the kids. Um, and, and I think that prayer has been really helpful for me too. I love that. Um, some of what she shared with me earlier is that it's she um, knows the kids, but she really also strives to know the families. Um, and I love that, that it's like this... Um, conscious effort to really love these people that are um, often marginalized in our society, um, people that are on the outskirts and aren't really given a voice, but she's an advocate for the kids and the families. And um, I think giving these people um, dignity and value and saying your image bears is really powerful. Um, so I love that about what you do. Um, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but what are some things you feel like the Lord has taught you um, as you've walked alongside of these families and these kids and um, maybe any scripture that's been particularly meaningful to you? 
That's a big question. Um, I think the biggest thing that, that God has shown me recently is just letting go. And in letting go, I mean realizing that I'm not God. Um, like, I mean, the, I mean I'm, I'm, if anyone knows me, they know I'm very type A. So I think I can control a lot of things. Um, and it turns out I can't. Um, so going into my classroom and realizing that even though the district says that I have to control my kids' reading scores or their, if they can count beyond 20, um, and to go into my classroom and just realize that I can't actually control that. Like, I don't know which kids ate today. I don't know which kids had a bad morning or didn't sleep well. I can't control who's going to wet their pants, and I can't control who's going to, like, have a month mental breakdown in the class. Like, I can't control those things. And so to go into class and just, just remember that, that the classroom is God's kind of and just let go and say, God, this is yours, and I can't control all these things, but I can work my, do my best and I can have fun with the kids. Um, I think that's been really powerful for me to not stress out so much about what the classroom looks like. Um, and part of that letting go has also been finding boundaries. There, there are kids at our school that um, may not be legal immigrants or that struggle with poverty and, and learning how to help them in the ways that really are helpful and then let go and say, I'm not God, I can't save you, but I can drive your kid to school for a week. Um, and then you've got to figure out a way to make this work because I'm not going to be here forever or calling a parent and saying, I really want your kids to get to school every day because this is how we break the cycle of poverty. Like th- Things where I feel like I can be um, faithful to what God wants me to do, but then be like, I have to let go. Like I can't, I can't save this. Um, That's a lot of just reliance on the Holy Spirit, right? To yeah, just, a lot of discernment, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you asked about a verse, and, I, and hopefully this isn't too much of a hokey answer, but I feel like there are a lot of verses that influence me in my relationship with Christ, but I think what helps me most when I go into the classroom or the school is just remember how Jesus has, has treated me um, when, I, when I mess up and when I, um, when I do things I shouldn't um, or I just don't perform the way I'd like to and just the way that he is present and loving and always picks me back up and, and trying to bring that, kind of like PT was saying, like form a relationship with God and knowing who he is and then trying to model that to my kids has been really the most the most helpful in that way um and then one last thing i remember um in our time together you shared that community has been really helpful to you and mm-hmm. um kind of teasing out what that looks like to love the people at your school can you share that yeah so when i first started um internalizing this idea of letting go and not being god um it was actually um a leader in our city group i don't even remember what she said but she said um she talked about letting go and realizing that you know, she couldn't control her home environment, um, and she had to sort of just show up and be present. And, and that, I mean, I'd heard people say that before, but it didn't click. And so God really used the community that I have around me to to finally remind me that, that this is what we're here to do, is to be faithful, but then know that we can only do so much and trust God in that. That's good. Um, and I think community is so important to um, be shaped into kind of... Um, PT kind of talks about this ebb and flow of the Christian life that I love how he kind of describes it, but like you breathe in community and then you get to exhale onto people around you that don't know um, Jesus. So I think community is really important just for um, hearing from the Lord and um, just resting in that. So um, yeah, so maybe do you want to share a couple of things that we can be praying for you for and maybe some things that you would um, have us be praying for as a family um, and just um, learning what it looks like to be missionaries in our place? that we work um yeah I think I think one of the most I guess one of the things that I would pray for us as a church family I have two things um are 
the first is, is when I moved back from Mexico, I had always felt, like from that story from Peru, like I was supposed to be a missionary in Latin America. And moving back from Mexico and feeling like I was supposed to be here was actually very freeing for me because um, it was a reminder that I'm actually supposed to be here and I'm actually my calling is here and this place has been built up so that I can speak into it. And, and I would just pray that for us, that that we don't feel like we have to be in um, Mexico or Peru but that we're really placed in this place, and this is a place for us to really um, feel free in in loving our neighbors. Um, and the other one is just like you were speaking to um, marginalized people in our community, and uh, I think I just something I've learned from my job um, is just what a blessing it is to to have mercy for people, and to even though they look different or they have a different lifestyle, to just see them as a person or a neighbor. And I think that would be the other thing that I would pray for us that we can. We can look at people um, and see them as 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 people, as um, and get to know them in a relational way. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to open the thought box of prayers for me, but um, uh, I think for me, just continuing to 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 know God and how that affects my job, because um, it's easy to to try and do my job well, but forget that I can't really do it well without God. Kind of. That's good. Um, thank you, Kat, for sharing some of your story with us. I hope that, yeah. I hope that encouraged you guys and didn't um, shame you guys, but just encouraged you and helped you feel equipped. Like, it is totally doable in your workplace um, to share the gospel and to treat people as image bearers and just love your neighbors and um, see people around you as your neighbors that we're called to love.